Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining. My name is Dan Hafner. Um, super excited to be back this week uh, for the show. Just a quick note for those of you. Um, I actually didn't get a chance to film anything like this. Um, I wanted to come on and say um, sorry that I'm not doing a show. If you watched the show last week, it was just a recording of a previous interview I did a long time ago. Um, I was so incredibly sick last week that I literally could not talk. Um, and I'm still kind of recovering from it. So excuse me if I have to cough or anything like that, but I wanted to come on and just say like, Hey, here's a recording of this that I did. I couldn't even do that. So I just did the recording. Um, so, um, sorry about that. And that's, that's why, <laughs> um, that's why there was just that uh, out there. So anyway, just wanted to, to briefly say that. So, um, welcome back. This is officially episode four, I believe. Um, but we're going to call it three since last week was kind of just a filler. Um, so this is going to be a really, really interesting show because we are going to talk about AI. That's right. What is the deal with AI? Now we're going to talk about a lot of different things, a lot of different topics, have a lot of different, um, cool things included for you in this show. Um, but before I get to that, I just want to do a quick, um, cross promotion of another show here on the E360 network, specifically on inside of Achieve TV. Um, so I'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Julianne Meyer, the host of Own Your Wellness, and you can watch my show on Mondays and Thursdays from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific on Achieve TV right here on E360 TV. Remember, there's more to health and wellness than broccoli and burpees. All right, welcome back. So we are going to dive into AI. Now, this has been a very interesting year um, at the time I'm recording this, late 2023. Um, it has been a very interesting year, and that's in large part thanks to um, the advent earlier this year of the app I'm sure you have heard of, everyone in the world has heard of, probably at this point, if you don't, you live under a rock, um, Chat GPT, right? That is kind of the one that has kind of taken the world by storm, set all kinds of different records, um, <clears throat> has changed and upended a lot of different things. So I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but we're going to talk about a lot of different things, the evolution of AI, how it's gone in 2023, um, the impact that it's having on employment and different industries and sectors, uh, maybe on inside of your individual job or business. Um, we'd like to talk a little bit about AI in healthcare. That's actually kind of a, a topic that's a little bit interesting and near and dear to me, being that my wife is in the healthcare field. Um, there's also some really interesting things inside of entertainment and media, some, uh, excuse me, some ethical um, and regulation type of conversations. And then, you know, where is the future of AI? Where is this going? What are some of the hopes that we have for this, this type of technology? What are some of the fears? What are some of the things that are actually going on? Um, probably going to bring in uh, some additional people here eventually, um, not inside of this episode, but uh, the search is kind of on right now to bring in um, some additional experts and additional people to talk about uh, the world of AI as we go along inside of this. So maybe on a future episode, we'll have that. Um, but for right now, um, you're just stuck with me and it's going to be very, very interesting. So I'm going to dive into the very first topic here, the evolution of AI in 2023. So um, as as I mentioned a, a second ago, um, man, the, the, the proliferation of ChatGPT earlier this year in 2023 was truly something to behold. I, I believe it set the the all-time record for the fastest growing app um, that like the fastest to 100 million users or 
uh, something like that. It was it was it was absolutely nuts. It blew um, it blew other apps out of the water, like you know previous ones like Facebook, TikTok, of the fastest adoption level. Um, and I remember when it came out. I, I I remember you probably have your own kind of story. I remember it's almost like you know we all kind of remember when big world events happen. Like you kind of remember where you were for things, like whether they're you know big news events or usually we remember them by bad events like 9-11 or assassinations or things like that. Um, COVID, th those types of things. I, I kind of remember like when the beginning of, you know, the COVID pandemic hit and kind of how things went day by day and how fast everything changed. The, the same thing happened with, with ChatGPT. It was like these, these several days when you just, you started to see this thing just went everywhere. It was nuts. You saw so much adoption and it was, it was like this, this big coming out party because we started to learn later on in 2023 here that, you know, this actually isn't really a new technology. There's other apps, there's other pieces of software out there that are utilizing ChatGPT and have been behind the scenes for a long time, but we just didn't know it. Like one of the very common ones um, was Jasper, if anyone knew about that. That was basically an, an, a software platform that allowed you to come up with all kinds of content, copywriting software or um, content, you know, like social media posts or sales page stuff or emails or those types of things, you would just put in your information and it would spit this stuff out. Um, little did we know that they had actually paid OpenAI, the parent company of ChatGPT, a ton of money to be able to license that before it was publicly released. I mean, that was just, that's like a, a, a whole case study in and of itself of how to recognize the power of technology before it is publicly available and capitalize on it. So it's crazy because, I mean, that's that's one of the cool things that has actually um, you know, become like a, a big thing with chat GPT, especially with, you know, like open AI and this, and this different stuff that they have. And that's one of the genius pieces behind that whole software is that they built it. So you can build tools on top of it. Like, that's what I, I think a lot of people don't realize. Yes. It's an awesome language tool. It's an awesome thing for <clears throat> being able to um, ask it questions, do all kinds of different things. The other day, um, actually I know like now with ChatGPT 4, they have the ability to access the internet and now there's an actual cool thing. If you have the, the subscription model to it, you can actually do voice. You can talk to this stupid thing. Like you can actually have a full fledged conversation. It responds with you. It's not like a super robotic type of tone either. It's like an actual interestingly like diverse sounding voice that sounds real. Um, so it's really, really cool. And, um, it's just amazing how fast this stuff has iterated and how, <clears throat> excuse me, how, um, just, it, it's, it's just how crazy, how fast it's been able to go. And now you see all of these different tools that are out there. You might see, um, you know, a lot of AI based tools like mid journey, um, there's all kinds of different sub ones now that are coming out that are using open AI's API to actually create software. And that's, what's really cool. That's one thing we're diving into, um, here inside of my app development agency is how do we leverage those types of things to be able to include AI in specifically in no code apps, uh, which is really, really interesting and fascinating at the same time, because, um, you're, you're able to just create something that's absolutely nuts. So there's there's one example of a, a software that I didn't build it, but I've, I've purchased it and I've used it. And it's really, really amazing. It's called AI Staffs. Um, and it's it's basically a conglomeration. They took ChatGPT 
And what they did was they made it so that you can have specific people that are, it's like your marketing director or your advertising director or a therapist or um, a lead generation specialist or a digital marketing guru. And you're able to ask them specific questions. And because what they did was they prompt engineered all this stuff and then built it and packaged it together as a sellable product, right? So it's actually crazy. Like you can go into a lead generation specialist chatbot, for example. It's all powered by ChatGPT. And um, you can ask it like a lead generation specialist. You say like, hey, how can I improve my sales process? It'll actually say like, hey, I'm not specifically specialized inside of this. You might want to ask the sales specialist person inside of here. Like it's it's ridiculous. It's it's absolutely incredible. And, and what's what's even crazier is that I think it's, it's, it's really kind of almost at the beginning stages of things. Like I'll be really interested to see where all of this goes five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Um, <clears throat> because again, artificial intelligence in, inside of just what I'm talking about with chat GPT, that's just one aspect of artificial intelligence. There's obviously, you know, way more cool advanced things you could be talking about when even military technology or physical space technology. We're just talking about language models, right? And to see how fascinating those are, um, it's just, it's amazing when you talk about additional AI, which we'll get to here in, in a couple of different topics. Um, <clears throat> it's it's just crazy to think that all of this stuff has really been happening behind the scenes for the last 30 to 40 years. It's just now coming to fruition, now coming into the public view. Um, and it's just it's just truly amazing to see that this not only is this stuff possible but it's it's just opening up and that's and that's another like topic of conversation we're going to talk about here is it's it's opening up all of these industries opening up all these possibilities things that didn't even exist just like that that example i told you about here a second ago of, of an actual application that rests on their technology and they built a whole other technology on top of that like there's whole industries, whole applications, whole platforms, whole things opening because of the advent in the in the use of this technology. Right. So that's that's a super positive thing. That's 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 additional value creation. That's additional market gain. That's capital gain. That's awesome. That's that's beautiful things for our society as in, in, in any industry. Right. But at the same time, you also have this negative side effect of being able to put people out of business, right? When you think about graphic designers, people like myself that are even software developers, um, you know, customer support type of things, like it's it's finding ways to put businesses or people like that out of business or out of a job because this, it's just, it's, a, it's almost like when they, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, systematize the um, automobile creation or building process, right? It's like, hey, a robot can do this and we don't have to, we just pay $100,000 to build a robot and then we don't have to pay this guy $30,000 a year or after three years it's paid for itself and now we don't pay this thing anything else, right? It's like, it's almost the same thing. And I, I don't think that'll ever really end. I think there's always going to be um, people who are put out of work by new technology. That's not a thing, like that's been happening for the whole history of human existence, right? Like, you know, the uh, the track, the invention of the tractor um, put, a lot of horses out of work, right? In terms of plowing. Now there's still people that use horses to plow and all that different stuff. But you see where I'm, I'm going with this is like, there's there's positive stuff to this and there's also negative stuff to it. And it's really interesting because 
Um, there's just there's a lot of different dynamics, a lot of different industries that are affected in in a lot of different ways. And it, it, I mean, take someone like myself, for example, who is who is a software developer, specifically a no code software developer doing these types of things. You know, how how do you now compete with a chatbot that can write code that can build entire applications for yourself? Right. Like people people don't technically need to to hire someone like me anymore. Is that true? No, I don't think it is. Right. Think about a graphic designer. Think about whatever, because you can still learn as that person how to leverage technology to speed up your process, to speed up your service. Right. There's a ton of people who come to me and clients that I work with who want websites built or landing pages or email marketing pieces or small pieces of technology. Right. What I've now learned and how to master to do is how to use tools like ChatGPT, how to use tools like AI staffs or Midjourney or all these different AI tools that are popping up to now go back and they say, hey, I need this. Can you have any ideas for this for me? Boom. I go over here. I get this done. I can now get things done 10 times, 100 times faster than it used to take me because of you learning how to implement and use and leverage AI. Right. I think that's where a lot of people go. And once you once that clicks in your brain, you're like, oh, I see how where this is going now, because now instead of being scared of the technology that could possibly put me out of work or replace me, I'm now becoming better at using the actual tool to speed up my processes so I can still go out and market the, the additional things that I'm doing in a better and more streamlined way. You know, it's, 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 and it's funny because I was actually working with one of my clients here a couple of months ago and she was talking about. Um, you know, some email sequencing or some sales sequencing or some things you wanted to string together. And I was like, you should type that into chat GPT. I'll bet you would just, you don't even need me. Like you could just do that. And she didn't even know what it was. Like she didn't even have any idea what chat GPT was. And I was like, see, so, so there are, there is opportunity out there for people who, um, who can learn these things and leverage these things in ways that are, are, are useful, right? Um, so there's there's just there's a lot of a lot of cool things. So that actually leads me into the next segment here of the impact of AI on employment. Um, it looks like some of the biggest sectors that are seeing job growth um, versus the ones that are at risk. Um, so some of the biggest uh, sectors that are seeing job growth with relation to AI and its advent into the industry are tech and software development. Um, shocker there, healthcare, finance, education, energy, and transportation. So those are the industries that are seeing the biggest levels of growth, which is actually really interesting um, when you think about things like energy and transportation. Now, some of the jobs that are most at risk due to the advent of AI, manufacturing, right? Robotics, those types of things. Retail, uh, which is very interesting. Customer service, as I mentioned earlier. Transportation, which is also interesting because it's in both lists, finance and agriculture, right? Think about finance. They think about the ability to create um, AI-based investing platforms or um, advice platforms, <clears throat> all, all those different things. Um, I mean, it really does become very, very interesting when you think about that game. <clears throat> Excuse me, I still have some, some stuff in my throat from the sickness. Um, so it's really, really interesting, right? Like. There are one of the one of these skills that's becoming more and more in demand, and I think, and at least is my prediction here, over the next 
10 to 20 years is going to be skills inside of the AI world. There's actually already master classes and boot camps and additional schools that are popping up that are teaching people these skills um, and how to build AI tools, how to build those types of technologies or you know these tools inside of coding of how to actually build these types of things. It's a couple of things I'm looking into joining as well. Um, but another thing to really think about too is there's there might actually be um, high level, even C-suite roles for these inside of companies or um, associations at some point, right? There might be even a head AI officer, like there's a chief technology officer or a chief operating officer. There might even be a role in the future for a chief AI officer, which is really interesting when you think about like, okay, what type of what type of things would that person be required to do? Would they be they need to be up on all the latest innovations of AI? How is how is AI actually working to streamline their business, to make them more efficient, to um, to cut out different you know um, additional things in the business that aren't serving it or not serving the client in proper ways? Um, that's a super interesting um, idea of a chief AI officer inside of a business or a you know a, a large C suite type of business. Um, <clears throat> that's actually a really really interesting idea. Um, and something that might come to, to come to fruition at some point down the road. So that's a very interesting idea to think about. So, all right, all you digital dynamos and screen bound entrepreneurs, have you ever found yourself endlessly scrolling, hunting for the perfect tool for your online empire only to end up with another cat video? Not that I'm judging. Feast your eyes and your business on a really cool marketplace called AppSumo. No, it's not the latest Susie sensation, but it is the digital marketplace where entrepreneurs and online marketers find mouth-watering deals on software. It's kind of like a buffet, but without the risk of overeating or food poisoning for that matter. Um, for, so from pro productivity tools to plugins that'll make your website shine brighter than a disco ball, AppSumo's got the deals that make your wallet and your webmaster equally happy. So why waste another minute debating which cat meme best represents your brand? Head over to AppSumo.com and hey, if you still want to watch cat videos afterwards, at least your business will be thriving while you do. Quick note on this, we are launching a our own deal and platform on AppSumo very soon called the App Launch Academy. This is something I've been working on for a, quite a while here. Um, recently just finished it up, getting getting ready to launch it on AppSumo. So I'll have more information on that in the very near future, but you should check out AppSumo. It's really, really cool. It's kind of like crack for entrepreneurs. It's absolutely crazy, but not like the bad kind of crack, like the good kind of stuff. All right, <clears throat> next segment, AI in healthcare. So um, this is this is this was an interesting topic I wanted to talk about because um, again, like I mentioned, I have um, my, my wife is in the in the healthcare field. Um, I've I've not really learned a lot about what she. Um, I don't know if really she uses a lot of different AI things or or things inside of her um, her specific role for this. Um, but like inside of the 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 industry at large. Um, it's really interesting when you think about the use of AI, how they're using it now, but also in the future um, in terms of things like COVID-19 or, you know, future outbreaks or preventing diseases, right? So there's actually this really cool startup um, called Blue Dot, and it's a Canadian startup. It uses AI to analyze news reports, airline data, and other sources to predict disease outbreaks. And it was among the 
first to warn the world about COVID-19. Um, so that's a very interesting statement or fact. I hope that's actually true. This is something I just found on an article online. Um, but that's that's really interesting because, again, when you talk about disease outbreaks, um, airlines, right, this is how a lot of diseases break out. So what are the types of, you know, it, it's so interesting that there could be so much information inside of so many different airlines, so many different paths, so many different um, countries that are, you know, pe people going to and from countries and whether like what time of year it is, what people's diets are, what their normal immune system, like what's their age, like these AI models that can take all that information and input it to like predict the, like the percent chance that a, a you know, another COVID-19 outbreak could come or an Ebola outbreak could come or something even worse. Um, <clears throat> like that's, that's almost terrifying when you think about it in some, in some facet, like it's, it's it's crazy that we as human beings can actually create something like a tool that can that can do that. I mean, when you when you really just stop and think about that, um, I mean that's an absolute insane leap forward in terms of what we can do as <laughs> as a species. I mean, it, that's absolutely nuts. It's like I guess it, it's not quite space travel, but that's that's absolutely nuts. And then another thing to think about too is, you know, there's actually what about like in inside of medicine and inside of um, you know, treatments for people, right? There's there's actually like AI is having a role in speeding up uh, like drug discovery and tailoring treatments to individuals, uh, which is really really interesting. There's this this software called it's actually by Google um it's called AlphaFold, DeepMind's AlphaFold. So Google's DeepMind um, used its AI system AlphaFold to solve the challenge of protein folding, which I'm not really even sure what that is, but it's a breakthrough that has had major implications in drug discovery and understanding diseases. Again, crazy things to think about. Um, like how, how do you even get data into a model that can actually accurately or somewhat accurately predict something like that. That's absolutely crazy. Like to be able to say, okay, based on me as a, as a Caucasian male in my early thirties that, you know, lives in this area that has this type of diet that does this level of exercise, or you have this percentage of chance of developing this in the future, or you have this percentage of chance of living to whatever age, like, it, there's there's things you see in the movies that talk about this kind of thing and you wonder if like they're real um like i remember there was that sh there was a movie um don't look up i remember that one about the the asteroid that comes to earth and in the movie if you if you remember one of the the super rich billionaire dude he had a technology that would basically it would know exactly when you were going to die and how you were going to die and how old you were going to be and whatever was going to happen right um, and it was just kind of a funny thing in the movie because they talked about like, he was like, he told the one president, he's like, like, I, you're going to die of whatever this thing, you're going to be eaten by this. And they're like, what is that? And they don't even know. And then at the end of the movie, you see them do that. Um, it's just kind of a funny thing. But like, this is actually like, what if somebody actually predicted that? And we'll get into this with like ethical concerns and stuff in the future. But like, what if there was a tool that could actually, with relative predictability, predict how you were going to, how old you were going to live, how you would possibly die and where you would die, when you would die, how you would die, those types of things. 
how does it account for terrorist attacks? How does it account for car accidents? How does it account for all that kind of stuff? That's the kind of stuff I want to know. Like that's what's, that's what's just, it, it really boggles my mind when you think about it um, in terms of that, because it, it's just, again, it, uh, what I'm going to search for is somebody to come on this show that knows these types of things. Um, because I really want to know, like, how do you get a model to predict something like that? How do you input data? How do you even begin to input data that can handle something like that? That's what's really interesting to me. Um, so we'll, we'll look for someone. If you are listening and you know that stuff, hit me up and let's come on the show. And then finally, another a third piece to this is uh, telehealth, right? Um, we may all be familiar, maybe you're not yet with um, the, the concept of telehealth, of, of doing like a Zoom type of virtual consult with a doctor or things like that. Um, imagine if AI was able to look at your eye movement patterns, look at your, your skin tone, the, 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 the level of your pores being open or closed, um, the, the, be able to read your temperature through a Zoom screen, um, to be able to possibly predict what might be wrong with you, what might be going on, what, like, what type of underlying sickness you might have based on the symptoms you're having just by looking into a camera like this. I mean, think about something like that. Maybe something like that already exists. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy to think that there's um, that there either are tools or could soon be tools um, that could predict things like that and that could do things like that. I mean, just imagine the possibilities, uh, especially like with my, my wife. She is in the NICU field, right? So uh, premature babies, that type of thing. Um, imagine being able to go into um, <clears throat> into uh, you know. A, a, a NICU office or an OBGYN office or something like that, and being able to predict, um, you know, what your future baby might be like. Again, this comes into ethical concerns when it comes into, um, you know, babies with disabilities or abortions or all those types of things with like with, with that, um, which is just, it's again, it's just it, the whole point of this is just to get your, get your wheels turning of thinking around, okay, just because this technology can exist, should it? And we're going to get more into that with an AI ethical discussion here in, in, in a couple of chapters. But um, it, it's just crazy because with all of these these things that can exist, should they? Um, just because we can build the technology, is it useful? Is it is it not only is it ethical, but is it useful? Is it is it able to actually solve a problem in a way that isn't just something that's cool and flashy, but actually? improves lives or solves real problems for us, not only inside of the business world, but inside of our, inside of our health, inside of, you know, um, our personal relationships, whatever the case might be. Um, so that's a super interesting concept to, to think about there. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break here and we'll be back in about 30 or 40 seconds with the next chapter. Introducing Launchpad, the perfect partner to help you launch your dream project to the world. We know that time is of the essence, and we are here to help you make the most of it. With Launchpad, you'll get access to the most advanced digital tools and strategies to take your idea from a mere concept to a fully-fledged success. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur or a seasoned pro, we have everything you need to make your mark in the world. So why wait? It's time to take the leap and make your vision a reality. Launchpad, your ultimate launch partner. Let's make magic together.
All right, welcome back. So um, <clears throat> before I get into the ethical discussion, I want to talk a little bit about AI media. So this is this is pretty interesting. So this kind of goes hand in hand with, <clears throat> excuse me, with the uh, ChatGPT stuff. But um, when we're talking about this, when we're talking about kind of entertainment, the entertainment industry, the media industry, um, I mean, AI is being used to create, you know, music, art, um, even like song scripts, which is actually really, really crazy when you think about it. Um, <clears throat> so there's this company, uh, Jukebox, by actually by OpenAI, which is an AI model, model capable of generating music, including raw audio in various styles and genres, showcasing the potential of AI in the creative process. Um, again, I have more to say on that in term, inside of the AI ethical piece, um, <clears throat> but that's actually nuts. Um, you know, when you think about the, I'm, I'm not a musician, I'm not an artist, I'm not that type of, that type of artist anyway. Um, but when you think about someone who's in the songwriting um, process or, or being able to, to do that type of thing, um, you used to just have to come up with this type of stuff, right? There's, I know there's certain chords and I'm, I, I'm by no means anywhere know what I'm talking about when it comes to writing songs or music or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> but it's safe to assume that a lot of this was done uh, basically with human help. It, it, it was something that would come out of your mind, out of your soul, out of your heart into, into existence through that human experience of I'm writing something, I'm doing something. It's just like writing on a piece of paper. It's, it's coming from, from that soul. You might write lyrics to a song, um, but the, you know, the, the ability to carry a beat in your head, to carry a melody in your head, that's a very human-esque existence, right? So the fact that they've actually been able to take that and be able to replicate it inside of a human, like a robotic experience inside of AI that it can come up with and create new, like original music and new original lyrics and and things that actually rhyme and and and, and speak to and maybe maybe they don't speak to us at, at the deepest level, um, but they actually create things that are are interesting to listen to. That, that's insane. That's absolutely crazy. And you know, a lot of people get, um, it's very interesting when you talk about like um, how Google and how Bing and how all these types of companies are diving into it, but then they're also tending to like penalize AI, you know, systemized results inside of their um, like content that's created via AI is shown below originally created content, which I don't, how do you know AI knows it's AI? Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of a, an interesting thing I'd be interested to learn more about. Um, so is that, is that something that's, that could happen the same way. Like when you write something with chat GPT, you say, Hey, write me this email that does this, 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 and this. If you're not specific enough, it's going to create something. You get in what you put out or, or you get out what you put in. Right. So it's probably the same thing with, with music, right? If there's, if there's less detail put into these types of things, it's probably not going to create something that's going to be the next top 100 chart hit. Right. Um, but if you're specific enough and you can actually use that to get a head start on things, um, that's where like, you know, where I, where I tell people when they use chat GPT to come up with sales copy or, you know, code or whatever it might be, it's a great starting point. It can do 95% of the work for you. It's now up to you as the human, as the person interacting with this stuff, kind of going back to what I talked about before to, um, to be able to actually go and improve upon that, to not just take, Hey, write me this email that does this, 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 this copy paste, right? Like, yeah, there won't be errors. There won't be a lot of stuff, but will it actually make sense? Will it sound like it's from you? That's hard to do, 
I mean, you can, there's different things you can, uh, uh, with the AI staffs thing, there was actually a way that you can, you can do that. You can create and you can train an AI to learn different things. And you can do that with chat GPT. Um, <clears throat> but it's really interesting inside of, inside of that with, you know, being able to create, um, music, right. There, there might be music that's, that's, that someday makes it to a top chart on iTunes or something like that. And it's not even a real person. Like it's, it's not real music. It's not a real person. It's like nobody actually, like no band actually sat down and played that. Nobody in a producing studio actually sat down and created it. No singer actually sat down and like sang it in a, in a production studio. It's completely AI. Like how do, how do we deal with this stuff? How, how do we, how do we move? How, you know what I mean? It's, it's a very, very interesting world. That you're that you're living in, and again, we're going to talk about the ethical stuff here in a second. Um, but you know, and, and then another thing inside of which is it's, actually I'm very for is you know these uh, the use of AI and, and all the software out there to create personalized recommendations or um, you know those the, the algorithms to, so to speak. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Spotify. I love Spotify. Um, I know there's others out there like Pandora and iHeartRadio and all these other things. I'm a Spotify guy. That's just how I am. Um, there, there's all kinds of recommendations. There's all kinds of different things in there. You see more and more of these platforms that are able to actually put content in front of you that you actually like, you want to engage with, and you know is quality. And, and, and they're able to, to determine that because they have so much history of people who are in your age bracket or listen to things that you listen to, and they have also clicked on these and it's storing up all this information and it's fed into an algorithm to say, Hey, Dan would probably like this. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's actually probably, that's a good song that I would, that I would listen to. I'm going to add that to my playlist. Right. Um, so that's a, I see things like that. I like, I I'm a fan of, I'm not, I'm not someone who's like, Oh, how do they know that? Like I, I want to be shown those things because I'm not someone that's going to go into Spotify and search for all kinds of different things. I'm like going to search for a playlist. I'm going to click play. I'll be like, yep, that's what I want. Deep focus or whatever. And then click play and then go. I'm not going to go in and search and go down the rabbit hole with things. I would, I like recommendations to be shown to me. I like those types of things to be given to me because I'm not going to be a someone, I have 9 million things to do. I'm not going to go do all of those searching. Uh, I might do it every once in a while, but not very often. So I like to be able to be seen and shown recommendations in that type of way. So I'm I'm actually a fan of that, even though there's a little bit of a privacy, you know, um, succession when it comes to that or secession. Um, you actually see a little bit of privacy to say, hey, here's my listen history. Here's my click history. Here's all this other stuff. In in exchange for that, I want you to show me things that I would like to consume, things that I would like to use. Right. So there's a there's an interesting dynamic there. Um <clears throat> But again, yeah, that can that can infringe on personal privacy if you're not careful. If there's other platforms out there that are using that and abusing that, actually, so that's a very interesting idea to think about. Um, and what was the other piece here? The um, oh yeah, that was it. So let's let's talk about um, the next piece here, which is let me get this here for you one second. Um, Okay, there we go. Wasn't quite prepared for that one. Um, <clears throat> Notice a typo in it before I had to put it up there. So ethical concerns, right? Again, going back to the um, the song example, the uh, healthcare example, um, 
you know, where, where, where does, where does the world of AI go when there is intrusions on privacy, when, when these things know us better than we know ourselves? I think some of us are already pretty used to, um, you know, you, you say something out loud and then you go on Facebook and you see ads for it and you never saw ads for it ever again, you know, ever before that. And you're like, huh, that's really interesting. Um, <clears throat> you know, there, there are a lot of, a lot of ethical concerns when it comes to, to the topic of AI, not only inside of um, one industry, but like kind of, you know, globally when it comes to all of this, right? Um, again, with the healthcare stuff, like if there are, um, there's, there's PHI to consider, there's HIPAA considerations, um, you know, should, should, a, should a, a, an AI model know all of my HIPAA information? Should it, should it be able to access that stuff just based on, like if I just log into a Zoom telehealth meeting and I don't actually provide any kind of consent or just a Zoom, it scans my face inside of one second and then it's done and it's over with and it knows all my stuff. What if I never provided consent for that? <clears throat> That's a huge invasion of privacy. There would need to be some level of like, before I go on there, I know within, you know, one second, it's going to know all of my medical history and be able to tell me when and where I'm going to die. Like that's, that's a really, really interesting thing. Um, another ethical concern is, um, I know, and there was a recent writer strike in, in Hollywood and all this different stuff happened. And I think one of the, one of the <clears throat> issues of contention there was this topic of AI and how it's going to be used in the future. There was actually a really interesting show my wife and I watched on Netflix. I forget what it was called. Um, but it had to do exactly with that. And it was, um, it was this show where this girl goes home from work one day and she sees this show on Netflix and it was like, Jane is the worst or something. And that was her name. And it was basically a reenact. The show every day was a reenactment of her day. So it like caught her cheating with her boyfriend, um, you know, doing things at work that she probably shouldn't be doing all these different things. And there was her likeness was stolen. And, and it was like, her, it was this really, really cool show. I really forget what it was, it was called, but it was really, it was really interesting um, because she realized like, Hey, I never gave permission for this. Or I, you know, I didn't want these things to actually be shown or happen. Um, that's a huge invasion of privacy. You know, there's, there's tools out there that you can create voiceovers for videos um, with the voice of like the rock or Kevin Hart or, uh, Donald Trump or Bill Clinton or whatever, like anyone. And it might not be like, it's not them actually saying that. Like you could have, um, for example, you could have a, a video that says that has Donald Trump saying, I think Joe Biden is the greatest or Joe Biden saying, I think Donald Trump is the greatest or whatever. And like, clearly the person didn't say that thing but now it's in their voice with their usual face. There's also uh, videos that, or software out there that you could take, you know, someone's likeness and do that too. And then you could paste those things together. And that's what I've always heard of is, you know, there would be, um, in, there would be wars started over this type of thing where, you know, um, someday they, somebody puts together or cuts together a video like that. And it's somebody at the podium it's the president is calling, declaring war on some country that they're not even doing. He's walking on the beach somewhere or something like that, you know, and it, and it could actually be seen and taken seriously and, and, um, and cause real world consequences. Um, I mean, obviously it's a very far-fetched thing, but maybe it's not a far-fetched thing, you know? Um, 
so there are there are a lot of um a lot of things to think about in terms of that and then what was really interesting i remember when um when ai or when chat gpt first came out here in um in early 2023 and there were a lot of people including elon musk and, and some big names in the in the the industry that were calling for the they, they said hey look ai needs to be regulated and there needs to be which is really interesting when you have like even the guy i think that was the open ai um, ceo was like this needs regulated i mean when anytime uh the government gets involved in regulating things like tends to go to crap. That's just kind of a general rule of principle. Like the government always screws things up, at least in my opinion, for, for these types of things, right? Uh, so it's really interesting to hear the people who are actually creating these things saying like, hey, um, yeah, the, this could get out of hand really quickly. Um, we should possibly have some regulation inside of here. Um, so, you know, what does that look like? What does that, um, does that look like every time you have to use OpenAI for an API thing, you have to use it in certain ways. You have to disclose certain things. You have to, there's, is there standard operating procedures or standard best practices for that? Um, it's really interesting. And, and especially inside of regulation, is there certain tax that, that applies to that? Um, certain use cases that are required. Um, it's, it's a, it's just a really, really interesting rabbit hole that um, it, it deserves a lot more discussion by in, in an open discussion um, by all of us, because it's going to affect all of us at some level, whether it's in our job or our personal life, or just even being on social media. Um, that like there's there's so many different things that will end up being affected by this, and there's there's just a lot of a lot of ethical concerns to think about, um, and that's just you know that's just just an ongoing conversation. Okay, so next chapter is um, the future of AI hopes and fears. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I think everyone always talks about, um, you know, this, this, this idea that, you know, Hey, AI is going to one day take over and, and, and be smarter than humans. Like that's always the, the, the general fear, the general, the, the general talking point of like, Oh my God, AI, AI is going to take over and, and rule the world one day. Um, I find it really hard to believe that chat GPT, something that's literally only existent on a computer, um, would take over the world. That, that seems highly, highly far-fetched just to me based on things that I see with my own eyes. Um, but then you talk about the idea of, well, we're going to take, you know, this language model and we're going to put it inside of these robots of humanoids that are now, um, you know, walking around and being among us, right? There's, there's a really famous old movie uh, called iRobot starring Will Smith. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, highly, highly recommend it. It talks about this exact thing here um, of how there are robots take over. They're designed to be subservient to humans and serve us. And then they event, they're built with laws inside of them that they can never um, you know, harm humans. They can never supersede human orders, all these different things. And then one ends up taking that leap and, and turning that. So then they end up taking over, right? Um, you know, is that likely... I don't know. I mean, is is that possible? Yes, I would say possibly would be given a highly unfortunate series of events that would happen in a crazy se sequence that no one would ever be able to foresee or stop once it was started. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I truly don't think that, you know, we as, as human beings that were are normal and sane that would, you know, that have 
powerful weapons and governments that would that would actually not see that coming and be able to put a stop to it before it actually became a real thing. Uh, but you know, crazier things have happened. Um, you know, I think that uh, I think that that's a big fear, but I don't think it's a a, a founded fear. To be honest, I, I don't. I, I just don't believe, especially now in 2023. You know, ask me in 10 years. Ask me in 20 years. Uh, what we think of it. Um, we'll see if that that actually changes the um, the conversation. Um, but I think I think the the future what what more the future holds is more hope with AI and humanity um, because I really see it being again a, a a tool that allows you additional leverage that 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 actually makes our lives better in a lot of different ways. Um, not only inside of things like business, right? Just for obvious reasons of moving faster of you know, deeper research of more predictive outcomes, just all those types of things. Um, but, you know, you, once you also teach a machine to learn from itself and it has different inputs and now like ChatGPT can connect to the internet um, and, and get additional information, um, it, it, it only grows. It only, it only um, <clears throat> you know, just allows things to become more robust, more, more, um, collaborative in, in, in a lot of different ways. So, you know, I think that, um, that there's just a lot of different ways that, you, that, that it's actually more hopeful than fearful in the future. Um, and then, you know, there's obviously the, addition, the, the idea of, you know, we as humans, I think we're, we're always searching for meaning in life. We're always searching to be a part of big, something bigger in our lives. What's the meaning of our lives? What's, what's our purpose here? Does AI have a place in helping us figure that out? I mean, maybe. I I, I don't really know. I, I mean, again, AI is only as good as the information that it knows and you can give it. Um, and, you know, I've, I've never really gone down that rabbit hole with ChatGPT and asked it, like, what's the meaning of life? What's the purpose of my life? And all this different stuff. Because, again, it, it doesn't know you. It doesn't, there's, 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 there's still your humanity that, that is, that, that has to be, dealt with and contended with because your humanity will never ever be supplanted by by any kind of machine or robot at least not in my lifetime maybe maybe in the future who knows um i i still think that there is there's all kinds of of room and um room for improvement with our own humanity with all of the different things that that we as humans do that we as humans think and feel and there's just no replacing that with machines in my Okay, so that's all I have to say about that. Um, so I do. We have time for one more uh, chapter here, which I'll get into. Uh, but first, so if you are a fellow businessman like me, uh, a father, a husband, um, you know, we 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 tend to wear these these titles as badges of honor. Um, yet behind the suits and the smiles, many of us grapple with the silent struggle, balancing work, family, our own well-being, our physical health. Um, you know, does does success in in business in the boardroom uh, mean sacrifices at home? It shouldn't. Allow me to introduce you to a program I can recommend with the highest level of confidence, Wake Up Warrior. It's a, a transformative coaching program specifically tailored for married businessmen with children like you and me. It's more than just guidance. It's a call to action, a beckoning to reclaim and harmonize all facets of our lives, body, being, balance, and business. Look, tr true success isn't just measured by your business accolades but by the strength of the relationships you cherish, the memories you create, and the legacy you leave. 
Is it a time to become the warrior your family needs and the leader your business deserves? Deep dive, dive deep, confront the challenges and emerge not just successful, but whole and healed. Visit wakeupwarrior.com to begin your journey or click the link below in the description. All right, so the last chapter here, while I have a few minutes, I want to talk about AI in education. Um, so like, you know, again, I mentioned before, we all have to keep keep learning inside of the, these tools with AI and how do we um, improve, you know, again, taking that different approach of, hey, you know what? I'm going to learn these tools instead of allowing them to replace me. I'm going to become the masters of these tools instead of, you know, subservient to these tools. I, that's where that's where I'm going to go. And that is, I think, the mindset that we all have to do. Um, but, you know, it's really interesting. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a guest on here. Actually, one of my clients who gets into this topic um, a lot deeper than I do. Um, but in terms of, excuse me, in terms of software and AI um, inside of the educational space, uh, with the classroom. So how is, how is this affecting, you know, kids abilities to learn? Um, or, you know, when I was a kid, I wish I had something like chat GPT or, or an Alexa to, to be able to ask questions and, and do those types of things. Hopefully that in turn, uh, yeah, okay. She's good. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy because like, how do you, when there's so many, there's so much information at your fingertips, how do you, how do you learn? How do you, how are you able to turn those things off and still focus on the things that you should be learning and be able to do and, um, and actually move your life forward. Right. I mean, you see things like, um, there's this, this, this software called the Khan Academy, right? So it's not purely AI driven, um, but platforms like the Khan Academy use, um, algorithms to provide students with personalized learning paths, which allows them to focus on areas they struggle with and skip over content they've mastered. Um, that's a really, really interesting idea, right? Because it almost becomes the, the game of specialization early on. You notice one student really struck like me. I struggle with math. I still struggle with math in my life. Like I really, really do. Never, I can't do math in my head. I just never could. Um, so that would be somewhere where I would need to focus and double down on. Um, but when it comes to things like spelling, language arts, history, those types of things, I learned very, very, very well. I would be able to skip over that content. I've already mastered those types of things and I could spend more time focusing on those. Um, so that's really interesting. You know, if there was ever um, any kind of thing where somebody could take test scores, uh, maybe SAT scores or um, standardized testing scores. Remember, we, we all have to take those um, when, when we were when we were little and, um, you know, being able to say, OK, here's where you scored on this. Here's how you can do better on this. Um you know, your test scores are, are just one thing. They're just a number. They're an indicator of where you are in that particular topic as it pertains to that test. Um, but then how do you, um, how do you improve that? What, how do you specifically go down that path of not, not only improving yourself inside of every area, but that specific, that specific area, right? So that's a really interesting idea um, in terms of that, there's another app out there called Duolingo, which is, you know, a, a, a language-based learning app, um, which uses AI to adapt lessons and exercises to the user's learning pace in areas that need improvement, similar to, to the Khan Academy. Um, that type of stuff is really, really interesting, really, really worth looking into and considering um, because, you know, at least with the general population, the general schooling 
methodology by and large in, our, in the country is it's very broad, right? And as you go through grade school and high school, and then you go to college for specialization, and then you can go further for specialization. Um, but what if you were able to actually hone in to say, look, I'm really, really good at math, or I'm really, really good at physics, or, you know, like there's almost ways that you could get kids being specialized learners earlier on in life, which might actually give them perhaps, I don't know, this is just a, a hypothesis of mine, but maybe that could give them head starts when it comes to, um, when it comes to, you know, different colleges or different admission programs or AP classes or things like that. You might not be so strong in one area, but what if you took all the time and you doubled down on some of the areas that you were actually way, way better at? Just a thought, something to think about, you know? Um, so just a very, very interesting thing, uh, to, to consider there. So, um, Got a couple of minutes to spare here at the end. Thank you very much for uh, for tuning in to the show, whether you're listening to this on um, on the E360 uh, TV network, uh, on YouTube, uh, maybe LinkedIn, or maybe you're just listening into the podcast. Wherever you are listening to the show, I really, truly appreciate um, you being here and listening the entire time. Um, if you know someone who would enjoy the show, um, get value out of it, um, please please feel free to share it with them. Um, always appreciate any ratings and reviews, whether it's on YouTube or where you're listening to this on your podcasts. Um, really, really appreciate you coming on. And then if you do want to watch the show, I've always gotten into people listening to podcasts first. And then eventually it was like, oh, they actually have a show that's live that I can watch on, you know, an actual visual medium. Um, that's, that's where it really, the show gets really, really exciting. So if you're just listening to the show, you want to watch, you want to see my beautiful bearded face here, um, join on E360 TV. This is where the show is being, um, being hosted and replayed and, and hosted live and broadcast live. Really want to thank E360 for the opportunity to be here and Achieve TV as well. Um, you saw the owner of Achieve TV here at the beginning. Um, so she's, she's really, really awesome. I really want to thank Julianne as well. Um, so that is it. That's all I got for you guys this week. Hope you learned something around the topic of AI. Got your, got your wheels turning a little bit. Um, maybe want to look into things a little bit more. Um, so I really, really appreciate you and I will see you guys next week.